Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It is 1235 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Reminder that every Wednesday is date night at Roos Chris, where two can dine for $120. Uh, we'll be hooking up here momentarily with Luke Richardson, who is now at the Montreal Canadiens as an assistant coach. But right now, we're going to go off to our Westlock Ford text line at 630-630. Brad asks, Bob, did the Edmonton Oilers try to sign Tyler Innes at that price point? That was a risk-free chance to get a second-line winger from Brad. Uh, Brad, I don't mind Tyler Innes as a player, but I don't think he's a top-six player. I'm, I'm sorry. He's uh, last three years has not gone well for Tyler Ennis. Uh, so take it for what it's worth. Um, to me, he's got to reinvent himself. Is he worth a risk at $650,000? Yeah, he is. Uh, I don't think there's any question about that. But uh, if the Oilers theoretically sign up uh, another forward, they'll probably be coming in at 48 contracts because Bouchard will likely, as we mentioned, be starting the season up uh, with the Oilers. And then uh, we assume at some point they're going to announce a signing for a centerman down in the... um American Hockey League. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Riley and Spruce Grove asks, Bob, do the Oilers put any resources on the psychology side to deal with the hockey environment's impact on players? Uh, yeah, I would suggest to you that, uh, you know, there's team psychologists. That's been going on for years and years and years to, to answer that question. Uh, Topher out of Red Deer. Bob, how many years have you been carrying water for the Oilers? And also, how many years have we been in the crapper? Maybe your advice is what's tanking the team. Just a thought from Topher. Ah, uh, Topher. I, I just, I, I got to tell you, I, I don't think they're that interested in listening to me. Okay. And to be frank with you, I don't know if I would have made all the moves that got made for what it's worth. You can guess as to which ones I would have or wouldn't have made. Uh, some of the moves that I may have suggested along the way uh, that didn't get made probably wouldn't have panned out anyways. You can text us at 630-630. Uh, 
This text uh, comes in, Bob. Ivan Holinka stats for you. Canada has won nine of the last ten Ivan Holinka tournaments, the exception being in 2016 when the Czechs won gold at home. 21 of the last 27 have been won by Canada. Oh, 21 of the 27 tournaments have been won by Canada since the start of the tournament in 1991. You can text us at 630-630. is Jack Hughes playing for the States in the Halinka Gretzky tournament from Molson Dan? I don't have an answer for that. Uh, sometimes the U.S. has sort of avoided sticking some of their better players in this tournament, historically speaking. So we'll have to check that. I'll look into that for you. Again, you can text us at 630-630. Bob, El Clasico will not be the same without Ronaldo. I would agree. There is something about Ronaldo's personality. Uh, and not everybody likes him. You know, he's a guy that struts around after he scores and rips his shirt off and flexes and does all that kind of stuff. He scored it better than a goal per game in soccer for Real Madrid. I mean, that's that's pretty impressive total for what it's worth. He uh, is going to be missed. Dan in LaRange says this. He says, Bob, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Looks like Maroon is signing a one-year contract, $1.75 million in St. Louis. How did the Edmonton Oilers let this happen? That's Drake Kajula money. This is a fail on uh, Peter Shirelli as the Oilers are allowed to go 10% over the cap from Dan in LaRange. Well, Dan, you're welcome to your opinion. I would suggest to you that the game has uh, gotten faster, and our next guest will probably agree to that. The Oilers have Milan Lucic, uh, and I think they were looking for a little bit more speed in the lineup, which is why they spent the $2 bucks on a one-year deal on Tobias Reeder. And frankly, at this stage of the game, I might assert to you that Patrick Maroon maybe misplayed the market a bit, or his agency did. By the way, he switched agents uh, from Elaine Waugh, who's based in St. Louis and got a lot of the... Uh, has had a lot of Oilers players, Mark Latestu in the past, and Chris Russell, um, Keegan Lowe. And uh, he went to Ben Hankinson. So uh, take that for what it's worth as well. Uh, we welcome back to the show former Edmonton Oilers, spent a number of years here in the 1990s, now an assistant coach with the Montreal Canadiens. We welcome back Luke Richardson. Luke, it's Bob. How you doing? Great. How are you guys doing today? Good. Thanks for uh, doing our show. Uh, it seemed like just a year ago we were doing this, and, and hey, changes happen in hockey. Um, but, you know, my experience uh, doing color for the Oilers the last 10 years is there's a couple places you go to, and Chicago and Montreal are two of them, where those organizations do things right. And you must be thinking, wow, I mean, difficult situation for Doug White and your staff in Long Island. Changes happen. But the reality is you found yourself a pretty good spot there in Montreal, haven't you? Absolutely. Really excited to join the staff there and the organization. Um, You know, just first class, and I heard that going in all the way down. You know, I had a great time uh, in Long Island last year with some great oiler friends in the past and unfortunately um, you know we just had a tough time after the all-star break and fell out of the race and uh, you know that's the game now there's not a lot of patience um, if there's there's no results and they made changes this year and uh, you know I was still kind of uh, on the list I guess to be you know uh, a maybe on 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 Barry Trotz's uh, 
staff, but uh, Lou Lamorello got a call from the Canadians, and they were looking to see what was going on with me and permission to speak to me, and he was great. He didn't want to hold an opportunity back, and they weren't prepared to uh, guarantee me anything at that point, so I, I thank them for that opportunity, and it worked out, and I'm really excited uh, to work with Claude Julian, uh, Kirk Muller, and uh, the rest of the staff with the Canadians. It's going to be uh, you know, a special thing, and it's, uh, you know, it's that uh, it's kind of like when I played for the Leafs. There's, you know, you're, there's up and down uh, kind of tenures when you're when you're there, but there's always that mystique of the history and of the franchise and uh, the following. And I'm really looking forward to that again. It's interesting because uh, Barry Trotz is represented by Gil Scott, and that deal got made. Uh on a, on a Wednesday night slash Thursday morning, and I was actually out for dinner with Gil that night as he was consummating the deal. And, uh, yeah. you know, Lane Lambert has followed him around a bit. Uh, and you got to have coaching influences along the way. Uh, do you have any history at all with Claude Julien? Like, were you surprised Montreal kind of asked? Uh, was there a connection to Kirk, Kirk Muller or, uh, or Mark Bergevin? I'm just wondering how this kind of uh, came to fruition for you. Well, I've, I've had, uh, you know, connection with Cole Julian. We're both from the Ottawa area and way back, but it was way back when uh, he was still playing um, and I was just a young guy starting out with the Leafs and he was just great to me. I remember in the summer uh, skating uh, out uh, at the at the local rink, just all the pros getting together and skating and uh, yeah, as a young guy, he just made you feel comfortable. Great sense of humor. Uh, real, real good eye of the game and, and always passing things on and uh, on the bench, uh, even in, during our scrimmages, and then uh, after that, when he retired from playing, he uh, started coaching with uh, the Gatineau Olympics, which is right across the river from Ottawa here. And he ran a conditioning camp for pros and juniors in Ottawa, and I used to attend, and, and it was first class. It was before there was any of these camps around, way back when. And uh, you know, he had it organized with referees that do your laundry and uh, just show up and play. It was like a training camp. And everybody was well prepared, and uh, you know I was uh, keeping good contact with them over the years. Just, just a hello when you play in a, uh, you know, as a visiting team going into either Boston or wherever he was, and uh, just you know, kind of just uh, everybody when you're from a, a hometown, you always have a little bit of a more special connection to people from your hometown. Follow them, but I really loved what he did in Montreal, or sorry, in uh, Boston especially. Like he just a great. Uh, tenure there and how he, he had his teams prepared and and how they played. So I'm really looking forward to this opportunity. And Mark Bergeron, we had we had one uh, uh, stint together in the '94 World Championships uh, over in Italy when we won a gold medal. And when when you win a gold medal, and especially for Canada, it's a special thing. And you always keep those relationships a uh, uh, a little tighter and uh, hold on to them. And we've kept in contact over the years, just you know, casually and supportive of each other. But uh, you know, this kind of uh, came out of the blue, uh, right at a good time, but I think they were looking to make a few changes to their staff. And I know, I know Claude Julian came in and inherited his, probably took a year to see what he wanted to do, which direction he wanted to go, and I'm lucky enough to uh, be a part of that. We're joined by Luke Richardson, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Luke spent six seasons in Edmonton. Uh, geez, I was at the draft in 2014 when I watched Mark Bergevin chase Kelly Buckberger around for like three days, I think, to try to convince him to join his staff in Montreal there. And Kelly, of course, was with you last year. You mentioned that 94 team. Was that the year you guys won the shootout with Bill Ranford and Luke Robitaille scoring a big goal? 
that was it. And I think actually uh, one of the announcers made a, uh, a misreference and said Luke Richardson scored the shootout uh, goal for a few minutes and then got corrected. So I had a little bit of uh, wow. glory, glory there for a few minutes. <laughs> but uh, uh, we know who the goal scorer is out of the two of us. So it was, uh, it was a great, uh, I think it was the first time in 33 years that Canada won a gold medal at the World Championship. So I think we had five or six Oilers on the team at that time. And uh, it was, uh, you know, we were well represented and it was a fun time. Uh, I remember watching it. Uh, I was up in, uh, working up north in Prince George when I was in university. Uh, and I was in university for a long time, Luke, not a very good student. <laughs> and uh, I had to get up pretty early that day, but uh, they were pouring the Baileys and coffee. And, and by the way, 1961, the Trail Smoke Eaters were the last team before you guys to win in 94. Yeah. Seth Martin was their goaltender. Luke Richardson joining us. Uh, you mentioned six years with the Oilers, four years as a head coach in Ottawa's system uh, with their farm team in Binghamton, uh, three years as assistant last year with the Islanders got to ask you this, Luke. I mean, you were hard nosed. You know, you're uh, you were like a seventh overall pick in the NHL draft in a very different time in the league. I mean, you were an excellent shutdown defenseman that played with some real bite. Um, the game obviously has changed tremendously. It's, I mean, look no further than a guy like Eric Carlson. I mean, we have uh, the Oilers have hired Manny uh, Viveros here, and I played against Manny growing up. And I'm telling you right now, today he could have played, but. 25, 30 years ago, there wasn't a lot of room for five foot ten puck moving defensemen that maybe weren't the toughest defensively. How has that end of the game changed and in, in the open and the influence to going on the attack and the transition game? How does that change how uh, you know a, a coach like you who works with a defense kind of handles young defensemen? Well, uh, you know, I've, uh, I I'm just trying to you know I've been around it lucky enough to play long enough to see some of the evolution of the game and, and been through lockouts where rural changes enhance that and when I finished about nine years ago, uh, you know, it was kind of the start of the new era and uh, players like Eric Carlson and Puck Moving specialty defensemen are, are, are kind of becoming more of uh, what people are looking for, not the big shutdown Ds, but you know what? There's still room in the league for guys to play with a little bit of bite, but you got to be able to skate, you got to be able to move, and you got to be able to move the puck quickly out of your zone and defend quickly. Defending quickly doesn't mean you're a good defender and you can sit there all day and block shots and be in your zone all day. Defending now means uh, separating the puck quickly, getting it to the forwards, getting it off off the boards and out for the forwards to chase down the neutral zone and go on the attack offensively. And it's just some, it's, it's zone possession time. And if you can keep the zone possession time down on your side, that means you have the puck more and you can get on the offense more. And you want to be able to join that offense as a fourth man, as a second wave attack. And uh, that's what you see some of these guys that are so special at do that. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, Montreal's got a, a little bit of that in um, Amete. Everybody saw him in uh, the World Junior Tournament, and I think that's what they're hoping that he can uh, progress to. And he had a little bit of a taste of the NHL last year, but as a young guy, it's tough. But uh, that experience is going to go a long way for a guy like that this year. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do and helping him along his way. Yeah, well, and uh, of course, uh, former owner Jeff Petrie, now the first line, uh, you know, first pairing right shot D with the injury to Shea Weber. That's going to be a bit of a challenge. Uh, what do you know about Noah Jolson out of the Western Hockey League, who's, who's got a cup of coffee there late in the year at the Canadians? Absolutely. I think he, uh, I don't know if he played the one game against us. We played them near the end of the year, but I def- definitely remember seeing him on the pre scout. Uh, and you know what? 
same thing. You know, he, he's a he's not a small guy, and uh, I think he he's going to turn into a guy that can be a good two way guy. He might not be top end offensive, but you never want to tap a guy out that's that young. He might be able to turn into something that's a little bit more on the offensive side of moving the puck. But I don't know a lot about everybody yet. Just kind of on board. Uh, you know, Petrie. I watched him early on at Edmonton, and I know. Uh, I really like some of the, the progression he's made to this point in his career. And, you know, he can really shoot the puck in the power play and, and be special there, especially with a guy like Shea, Shea Weber out. Uh, you don't want to ever uh, put a label on a guy and, and miss expectations on someone and ask him to be Shea Weber. You just want to be the best version of himself and know that he's got an opportunity with a guy like that out that he can maybe get some more minutes in special uh, places on the ice and see what he can do with that. Uh, Luke, I'd be remiss without asking you about Matthew Barzell. Uh, when we were in there, uh, Edmonton played the Islanders in the basically in and around November 8th, 9th, or 10th. Uh, so I would suggest of all the players that we saw on an opposition team all season and with all due respect to Taylor Hall and Nathan McKinnon, uh, who are up for the MVP in the league. Uh, by the way, McDavid was first star in all three games against Colorado this past year. But the one player who Jack Michaels and myself really sort of like, wow, he was on another level. The amount of time he had the puck on his stick, and he didn't have a panic point when he when he had the puck. Matthew Barzell in that game in particular was unbelievable. You guys deserved a better fate than the Oilers winning in OT. But you you got to watch this guy on a nightly basis. He's a pretty unique player, isn't he? Oh, it's it's it, it is incredible for not just the results in the point column, but like you talked about, the the game is so quick now, and you have to move the puck quick. But the amount of time that he has the puck on the stick, and he still wants it more. Uh, he he's a he's got born leadership qualities. Um, he he is by far uh, the he was the rookie of the year, but he might be the rookie. You know, I mean. Other than uh, maybe a McDavid, until so, you go back to uh, a Crosby, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it's incredible, like the the amount of puck strength he has for a young guy, and that's where you usually see where the guys really need to grow a lot is uh, the you know the strength of the puck and absorbing hits and, and controlling that puck and not turning it over. Like he he was remarkable this year in a lot of areas. So definitely a special player. And he's self-driven, self-motivated. I think he'll learn the game a little bit more uh, at the NHL level, which will make him even more dangerous. And, uh, you know, in a, he uh, obviously was playing uh, behind John Tavares last year, and now with John gone, there's going to be a big opportunity for him to grow this year, and hopefully he can have uh, as much success as he, he can, uh, other than playing the Montreal Canadiens, of course, but uh, against everybody else. But he is a special player. He can play the game with speed. Uh, and and he can make special plays without losing any speed, and that's there's only probably a handful of guys in the league that can do that. Yeah, what was interesting to me with him, like I watched him play with Seattle, and you heard, you know, some... He, he wasn't a kiss-ass in interviews when he talked to teams, right? So he could, if guys are old school, he might be the type of guy that might rub people off a little bit different you know the wrong way but the fact of the matter is luke we we have to be more open-minded than ever before with players because it's not 1982 83 anymore and um and i think he you know i i watched barzell play and i even in the memorial cup last year he wasn't as dominant as he was this year in the nhl and i just think he had a bit of screw you in his game and wanted to show some people and he did it 
and uh, you had a heck of a year. A lot of people are cheering for you, Luke. Uh, best of luck with Montreal, uh, and best of luck to you and your family. Thanks for taking time to join us here in Oilers now. Okay? It's, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me, and uh, we'll see you during the season. Yeah, we'll see you down the road. Take care. That is Luke Richardson. He is an assistant coach now with the Montreal Canadiens, a hard-nosed defensive defenseman for the Oilers. They lost him in free agency in 1997 uh, because... There was no salary cap back then, because if there would have been, the Oilers would have been in a much better position to uh, to fit him in. Uh, Luke was part of the 97 playoff team, uh, or uh, yeah, the 97 playoff team, and then ultimately uh, lost in the second round uh, to Colorado after pulling off that upset against Dallas. He went to the Flyers the next year and was there for five seasons uh, playing with for the first few with Eric Lindros, who I thought was the best player in the 1990s, but many will tell me I'm wrong, and it was Peter Forsberg. Uh, 12.54 at Edmonton. Bob Stauffer with you on Oilers now. We'll take a quick timeout. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton show Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. You know what that means. That's the music. It's time for NHL today, brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. Drew Shamahorn and the gang. Elite Promotional Marketing. More than just sportswear. Here's Brennan Ulrich. Well, Bob, the big news of the day out of Tampa Bay, the Lightning have signed for Nikita Kucherov to an eight-year contract extension worth an average annual value of $9.5 million. That will kick in next season to me. That's a steal, first of all. Pretty good player. You know that uh, he's second only behind I Conor know. McDavid. Yeah. Last two seasons. And he's that's that's a good 11th highest captain in the league. To me, he's a star. Yeah. Not a superstar. He's a star. Is that fair? Is that because he's a winger, not a center? I don't know. I well, mean, he's... To me, he's there's, close to a there's superstar. Three, there's three superstars in the league. And there's they're all Mc, centers? There's McDavid, there's Crosby, and there's your boy, Ovi. Okay, Ovi's a winger, yeah. Yeah. Okay, this guy's as close as can be. Yeah. Like Kucherov and Austin Matthews, we might be talking about these two guys becoming, you know, maybe I'm too... Yeah, maybe that's a question we'll ask. Anyways, keep going, Brendan. Well, he keeps getting better, too, so we'll see what he can do next season after uh, reaching 100 points. And uh, the Islanders announced a four-year contract for Ford, Ross uh, Johnston, with an AAV of $1 million. They're going to beat the hell out of everybody. That's how they're going to win games between him and Matt Martin. I mean, this guy, his contract, he's he's getting more years worth of contract than he's got NHL goals, but he is big and he is tough. Matt Martin can play a little. I think we can agree on that. I know the analytics guys hated him in Toronto, but he could skate and get in on the forecheck. They're going to have a tough team. They're going to have some, but that's, you know, still isn't Goal of the game is still to outscore the other team. That's NHL Today, brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, more than just sportswear. Uh, we'll tell you at 12.58, uh, Greg Drennan, out of taking note, uh, a fine WHL blog, mentioned yesterday that Steve Hamilton, former Edmonton Oil Kings coach, might be in the mix for a job with Calgary Hitman. Uh, we will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell and come back with Ben Kuzma out of Vancouver.